Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus this is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So let's look at some of these spreads and see if we can play detective and find out why the number is too low, too high, or if it's just right. And we don't need to do any digging whatsoever. So let's start with the big one. We have a huge matchup in the Big Ten. Number two, Michigan, squaring off with number nine, Penn State, in Happy Valley. Michigan laying four and a half. Uh, isn't this the exact same spread we saw with Ohio State going to Penn State? Or maybe that was game. That game was actually at Ohio State, but the spread was similar, is what I'm trying to get at. So I saw this game and I said, okay, if Penn State is getting six here, I will be in. But what do you know? We get a four and a half. So at this number, mm-hmm. Jinx, which side do you think is the correct one? I kind of like Michigan here. And I'm doing this for you, Double D, because you said everyone needs to pick Michigan. Everyone needs to pick Michigan because last time Penn State played Ohio State, everyone was on Penn State. Penn State lost this game. I just think that James Franklin has a ceiling, and he is a hell of a recruiter. He is a very good head coach, but I don't consider him an elite head coach. He needs this win. Forget about covering the number. Penn State and James Franklin need this win. I just don't think they're good enough to do it. I believe Michigan is the number one team in the country. And this feels like a game to me where Michigan, it's close early on. Penn State feeds off that crowd in Happy Valley. And then Michigan does what Michigan does, which is they outscore teams by an ungodly amount in the third quarter. They make the proper adjustments at halftime. They come out. They just steamroll you. And then they're so physical. Then they suffocate you like a boa constrictor in the fourth quarter. So Michigan, 
three and zero against the number on the road this season. I think the Wolverines pull away late. I would lay the points with Michigan. It's just so hard to know with Michigan because they haven't played anybody. So we are yeah. basing a lot of this based on the talent that they have, which we know that if anybody can recruit, it is Jim Harbaugh. Um, but still, I think in a game where these are two teams that have a ton of talent on each side, but again, it's four and a half. I think that line is just messing with my brain a little bit. I just, I feel like it's kind of a dead number and I don't want to bet it. What about a total here? Because David made a great point that both of these teams have great defenses. Penn State, we saw that game against Ohio State, very, very low scoring. So if you think that's the way to go, you play the under. But a 44.5 total in a college football game mm. makes me extremely nervous. Is this number too low to take a look at the under? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think it is just because of the defense involved, right? Don't you like the under as well? I think that's probably the, that's probably if I'm going to bet a side or a total, I think I'd look at the total here. I think so as well. Cause it will be the best defense that Michigan has faced all season long. Right. And you know, uh, we saw Penn state lose in a very low scoring affair to Ohio state. Very much a heartbreaker. If you were on Penn state getting the points there, but maybe that's the way to go. But regardless, it is a big game with huge implications. Do you think there are any futures bets that are kind of tied to this? Because I think the book is kind of out on Michigan. But if there is a yeah. chance that Penn State can win this game, which I don't think it sounds like you think that that is the correct side, is there any yeah. futures bets that you think would be tied here? Like, do you place a futures bet on Penn State at all before this game? Oh, on Penn State? Or Washington. I don't know. I would say, here's the thing. And, and Matt just put this in the chat. But if you like Penn State at all, like now is the time. If you think Penn State has a chance and they're going to win this game and they have a chance to win the Big Ten, now is your chance to do it. Do it now mm -hmm. because obviously if they upset Michigan, then those odds will shorten in a heartbeat. As for Washington, I I would say that Maybe if you like Washington to, and this is just going to continue to shrink each and every single week, Washington, I think, has a legit chance to win the national title. They are certainly in line to win the Pac-12. So if you like them in the future to win over whoever it may be, Georgia, possibly Bama, whether it's Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, whomever it is, that they could end up facing the college football playoff, get them now because they need to win the Pac-12. They're in line to do it. And if they keep winning, certainly you're not going to get them at better odds. Right, and when it comes to futures betting based on some of these games, you look at the Utah-Washington uh, Washington game. If you think Michael Penix Jr. is going to look human and maybe has a regression game, we have a pretty tight race in the Pac-12 between two Heisman hopefuls. Michael Penix Jr. over at BetMGM is the favorite at plus 150. Bo Nix is plus 200 right behind him. So I think if you think Michael Penix Jr. struggles against this Utah defense, maybe you take Bo Nix there. But I have the sneaking suspicion that this Utah game goes very similar to the game that we saw against mm -hmm. Bo Nix and Oregon. So I think yep. a lot of people see, oh, you know, we have Washington and Utah, two top 15 teams, and this is an eight and a half spread. Why wouldn't you take a look at Utah? I think a lot of it has to do with Utah's offense. If Washington finds a way to light up the scoreboard, I'm not so sure that Utah can keep pace.
It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I agree with you. And I think that's my thing is I got bamboozled earlier in the year and I thought, oh, here comes Oregon taking on that Utah defense in Salt Lake City. But now I'm not quite so sure. I feel like that the under is the way to go here. I don't want to lay eight and a half with the Huskies. It just seems like a big number. I, I I feel like Washington can cover it. We've seen some money coming on Utah. Spread is down from Huskies minus nine and a half. But ultimately, look, even if Washington has success against the Utah defense, and I expect them to, the Utah defense is good enough to at least keep this under the number. So I feel more comfortable saying, yeah, Washington can maybe cover the number, but at the very least, Utah's defense is good enough to stifle the Huskies on a few drives and maybe keep this under 54 and a hook. So the under would be where I'd lean here. Playing unders in college football, it ain't for the week, brother. Uh, Even more so in the NFL, because it feels like there's always more volatile plays in college football. Like you're sitting there saying to yourself, I wanted to trust a college secondary to keep this game under the total as they scramble right. for like, you know, a 69 uh. yard run. But I do think based on the numbers, the under would be the play. I just, that's how I feel betting unders. And now finally, we're going to culminate this segment on trying to apply what we were talking about at the top of the segment. Do we have the guts to go against some of the best teams in college football simply because sometimes they're overvalued because we have number one Georgia at home this week laying 10 and a half against number 10 Ole Miss. Like I said, Georgia has been terrible at covering numbers so far this season. One of the worst teams against the spread in the SEC. If you look at their record, obviously they're 9-0, and but against the spread, they are 2-6-1. and So, Jenks, are we going to fade Georgia here? Oh, God, I don't know. Tell us, why do you ask me these questions? I've only had 24 hours to give you an answer. This is what I would say. I think I would probably go with Ole Miss here. There are other games on the board that I like more, but I feel like not that I'm not saying this. I was going to say that Georgia is asking for a loss. They're not asking for a loss. Oklahoma was asking for a loss. I said that a few weeks ago, and now they have a couple. So I could tell just by the way they were playing, something was going to go down there. With Georgia, they're not asking for a loss, but they're playing games that are way too close for comfort, and they're going to keep winning. I don't think they're going to lose to Ole Miss, but I do think because they have a tendency to keep things really close until late, that Ole Miss can keep this within the number. Brady Snow did that for Missouri last week. I think Jackson Dart can do that, even though it's between the hedges. I will lean to the Rebels, maybe a backdoor cover here, but I think the lane train can keep this within 10. 
Once again, I am looking at this total and hoping for an over. I do think if there was a side to be played, it's only Ole Miss. Like, it's mm-hmm. never Georgia for me. I don't know if I'm playing it, but do you get the point that I'm making? I'm saying, okay, well, yes. if I had to play something, it would be Ole Miss for me. But you look at the total in this game, and here's the thing about Ole Miss. Like, their offense, you know oh, uh, Lane Kiffin's going to throw the book at Georgia. We know it's a great defense for Georgia, but it just doesn't feel as stifling as it has been in years past. They missed their over last week by, I think, four points. That was a heartbreaker. So I'm looking at this total at 58 and a half. Do you think that the over is the play here? Or do you think this Georgia defense can at least put the clamps down on Ole Miss enough to keep this one under? No, I like the over here. And again, Missouri is able to put up some points with their quarterback. Jackson Dart can do the same. And then conversely, A&M was able to score a lot on Ole Miss. And Texas A&M does not have a good offense at all. So I definitely think Georgia can get its points. Honestly, I think a play I might like better, and I need to look into this, is maybe a Georgia team total because I absolutely think Georgia can light up Ole Miss at least on the offensive side of the football. I think Ole Miss keeps it close, but I like a Georgia team total. I'll look at that as well. That's a great point. If Texas A&M can score points on you, it means your defense is not doing something right. That game ended on a push, didn't it? I remember watching that one. It was a roller coaster the entire way, if I am not mistaken. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.